perhaps the Lord will work for us. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving. This is the Perhaps Podcast. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Perhaps Podcast. My name is Ruth, and I'm so excited to go on this journey with you. For me, the Perhaps Podcast is the culmination of years of inspiration and calling. It started back in 2016 when I embarked on a trip to Johannesburg, South Africa. That's where I would spend two weeks sharing the gospel and falling in love with the Lord. At the end of that trip, I heard a sermon on 1 Samuel 14. That passage changed the way that I wanted to live my life. It immediately became my favorite Bible story, but in an amazing way, this passage helped the Bible become more than just a story to me. It brought the Spirit of God off the page and into my life in a way that, for the first time, felt real. I want to share that story with you now. It goes like this. One day, Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father Saul, who had about 600 men with him. The people did not know that Jonathan had gone. Within the rocky passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on one side and a rocky crag on the other side. The one crag rose on the north and the other in the south. Jonathan said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. Perhaps the Lord will work for us. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. And his armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. Do as you wish. Behold, I am with you, heart and soul. Then Jonathan said, Behold, we will cross over to the men and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and we will not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, then we will go up for the Lord has given them into our hand and this shall be the sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they've hidden themselves. And the men of the garrison hailed Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, come up to us and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come up after me for the Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet and his armor bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer killed them after him. At that first strike, which Jonathan and his armor bearer made, killed about 20 men, and there was a panic in the camp, in the field, and among the people. The garrison and even the raiders trembled. The earth quaked, and it became a very great panic. And the watchman of Saul looked, and behold, the multitude was dispersing here and there. So Saul said to the people who were with him, Count and see who is gone from us. And when they counted, behold, Jonathan and his armor bearer were not there. So Saul said, bring the ark of God here, for the ark of God went at that time with the people of Israel. Now, while Saul was talking to the priest, the turmoil in the camp of the Philistines increased more and more. So Saul said to the priest, withdraw your hand. Then Saul and the people who were with him rallied and went into battle. And behold, every Philistine sword was against his fellow, and there was very great confusion. Now the Hebrews who had been with the Philistines before that time, who had gone up with them into camp, even they also turned to be with the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, and they too followed hard after them in battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle passed. Love it. Okay, so that's a lot. I want to break this down with you, but first let me quickly give you some context. What the heck is happening here? So at this point in time, the Philistines are the constant enemies of Israel. This was not the first time that these two people groups would meet on the battlefield, and it would not be the last. In fact, just a few chapters after our story, you can read about the well-known battle between the Israelites and the Philistine, where David and Goliath would face each other. Now, just before our story begins, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 22 tells us that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people of Israel, but Saul and his son, Jonathan. 
In 1 Samuel 13, we also learn that the Philistines had backed the Israelites into the caves. So by the time we get to chapter 14, where the Israelites are trapped, they have no weapons and their enemies are now waiting for them to get hungry or thirsty enough to come out and give up. So essentially, it's going to take a work of the Lord to get the Israelites out of this mess. Now that we have some background to the situation, let's break down the passage we just read starting in verse 6. Jonathan says to his armor bearer, perhaps the Lord will work for us. What incredible and bold faith. Pastor Stephen Furtick wrote about this phrase and what he calls the perhaps paradox in his book, Sun Stands Still. He says, Jonathan's battle plan is potentially God-inspired and a little ludicrous. He continues, the two young men will openly approach the enemy outpost. If they get a go-ahead sign from God, they will attack a borderline suicide mission. But if God is with them, Jonathan figures that nothing can stop them. I don't know about you, but that's exactly what faith feels like to me. God inspired and a little ludicrous. In the story, Jonathan had faith that God would come through and God confirmed this calling. That's super important to note that Jonathan waits on the Lord to confirm his calling and tell him when to go. But the first step was Jonathan making room for the Lord to work by stepping out in faith in the first place. The book of Hebrews defines faith as assurance of things hoped for. Assurance. That means certainty. That means confidence. Faith is having confidence that God is able and willing to come through for us. Faith is bold and audacious. And don't get me wrong, audacious faith like this does not eliminate doubt and fear, but it can weaken the grip that those things hold and allow us to step into obedience with boldness and with confidence in the Lord. Verse 6 continues by saying, for nothing can hinder the Lord. I want you to keep that in mind and we'll come back to that in just a minute. But first, I want to move on to another thing that we can take away from this scene. The scripture tells us that on his mission, Jonathan brought along his armor bearer. Now, the armor bearer plays a very important part of the story. The role of an armor bearer at this time was varied, but there are a few things that we know for sure. We know that he was a servant to a soldier, which he was assigned, probably something close to what a squire would be to a knight. And later on in 1 Samuel in chapter 17, verse 41, we learned that the armor bearer preceded the soldier in battle. So essentially what we know about an armor bearer is that he's a soldier's servant, which is what makes the response of Jonathan's armor bearer so incredible. When Jonathan steps out in ludicrous faith, the armor bearer responds, do all that is in your heart, do as you wish, behold, I am with you heart and soul. He didn't just begrudgingly tag along because it was his duty. He's inspired by Jonathan's audacious faith and wants to be a part of it, heart and soul. And it's not just the armor bearer. We are also told that when they saw how the Lord was moving, King Saul and all the people who were with him rallied and went into battle with them. I love that. And I think it's important to take note of because it's a beautiful picture of how the Lord designed the church. In Romans chapter 12, Paul writes this concerning the church. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So we all have different functions, different gifts, different callings, but we are implored to use them so that together we, as the body of Christ, may point others to the glory and the power of the Lord. At its best, the church is individuals on mission together. At its best, the church is working within their strengths, within their calling to grow together, encourage each other, and to go into battle together. Okay, now do you remember that phrase from verse 6 I told you to hang on to? Let's bring that back. The phrase goes, for nothing can hinder the Lord. The Lord. It's important to know that at the end of the day, it isn't us. That brings me so much relief. Ultimately, it's not me, but Christ that it's fighting. It's not me, but Christ who is working, who's moving. Our story finishes by saying, so the Lord saved Israel that day. 
It wasn't Jonathan or his armor bearer. It wasn't King Saul or the Israelite army that saved Israel. It was the Lord. It was the Lord through Jonathan's obedience. Our Father gives us an incredible invitation to play a small part in His mission. By gifting each of us in such a unique way, He allows us to share in His victory so that we can point the world to Jesus. And we're called to respond to this. Make room for the Lord to work through you by stepping out in audacious faith. Go into battle with the church. Rally behind and encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ, heart and soul, and share in the victory of Jesus by plugging in where the Lord is calling you and where He's leading you. This is the heart of the Perhaps podcast. On this show, you will hear some incredible stories, stories of faith, of calling, and obedience. It is my hope and my prayer that you would connect with these stories and that through this show, you will be encouraged and inspired to step into what the Lord has called you to do. Perhaps means living a life led by audacious faith. Perhaps is boldness and obedience. God is perfectly willing to perform the impossible in our everyday lives. Just imagine the work that He could do in us and through us if we only have the boldness to trust Him and the obedience to follow through with what He puts in our hearts, what He calls us to, because He deserves our willingness and He deserves our submission. Nothing less and so much more. Thanks for listening. See you next time.